May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Please be seated. I want to thank Deacon Beth and Reverend Annie and you, my brothers and sisters in Christ of St. Paul's, for inviting Cliff and I here to worship with you on this second Sunday in Lent. I have a question to ask you, which may not be the best way to start a sermon, but, well, once you get to know me, you know that I like to ask questions, and in my exuberance, I don't always take the best route. I might not always like the answers or agree with them, but I assure you, I will always choose to disagree in love. So here goes. Have you ever had a Nicodemus kind of day? You know, the kind of day where your mind processes everything literally and you just can't seem to think in a broader, more abstract fashion. A day when black is black and white is white and anything in between is questionable. Why is it so hard at times to simply let go, take that leap of faith, and believe what we cannot see? I believe this is the question that Nicodemus was wrestling with when he went to Jesus by night, and the question that many of us still wrestle with today as we continue our own faith journeys. Hmm. When to Jesus by night? Let's unpack that just a bit. In today's gospel passage, we learn that Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a leader of the Jews. He was also a man of considerable wealth, position, and power. Ah, this might explain why he sought Jesus out by night, though the actual reason is never actually revealed. Although to me, it does make sense. Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was the highest legal, legislative, and judicial body of the Jews, and a highly respected teacher of the Old Testament scriptures. Now, can you imagine being Nicodemus and having Jesus tell you that all of this, everything you own or have accomplished in your life so far, is not enough to get you into the kingdom of God? not enough. If a man like Nicodemus was not good enough for the kingdom of God, then who is? When he hears Jesus teach, he hears the answers to questions that have bothered him for years. He watches the crowds as they listen to Jesus, and he knows he has never held the attention of an audience like Jesus does. Jesus speaks in simple terms but his message has great power. Now Nicodemus observes the miracles that Jesus performs, knowing he has never performed even one miracle. I think the reason Jesus records Nicodemus' conversation, why John records Nicodemus' conversation with Jesus, is that despite his achievements, despite his prominence in education, politics, culture, and religion, Nicodemus still had a great need. He needed to know God. He had a need to understand and believe 
what he could not see. It is the same basic need that we still have today. The need to be in closer relationship with God and with each other. That is why we join together every Sunday in community, attend adult education talks, and look for opportunities to learn and to serve. Now Nicodemus is mentioned in three places in the Gospel of John. He first visits Jesus in today's Gospel to discuss Jesus' teachings. As I mentioned previously, something was stirring within him. He had questions because there were things he didn't understand. The second time Nicodemus is mentioned, he reminds his colleagues in the Sanhedrin that the law requires that a person be heard before being judged. Finally, Nicodemus appears after the crucifixion of Jesus to provide the customary embalming spices and assists Joseph of Arimathea in preparing the body of Jesus for burial. Nicodemus was really a good man. What this implies to me is that as Nicodemus questioned and learned more about what Jesus was teaching, he was able to perhaps gain a deeper understanding of what Jesus was trying to impart to him and to believe in things not of this earth, the things that cannot be seen, the things that our faith teaches us are right and true, the things of heaven. I like to think that he began to walk by faith, and whether or not he recognized it as such is something we may never know, but I like to think from John's account that he did. Now at a future time, I will be going on my second mission trip to Haiti with an awesome team to reconnect with the beautiful people who live there and to deliver 250 pairs of the shoe that grows and little dresses. You'll be hearing more about this um, during adult education this morning after the service, if you wish. The first time I went to Haiti, I had the preconceived notion that I knew what the people of Haiti needed more than they did. After all, I could plainly see with my own eyes exactly what they needed. I was having a Nicodemus kind of day. My mind was processing everything literally, and I couldn't seem to think in a broader, more abstract fashion. Everything was black and white, and anything in between was questionable. Why was it so hard for me to simply let go, take that leap of faith, and believe what I could not see? To believe that God was here and was providing exactly what these beautiful people really needed. The people of Haiti showed me for themselves what real faith was on that first trip. I mean the kind of faith that you really can't see, but you know is there more powerfully than anything you could ever imagine. The kind of faith that exudes from the very pores and fiber of the people in their unrestrained and overwhelming love and joy in being in relationship with each other and with the Lord. My eyes at first could only see the stark shacks. How little these people had by my Western standards. You know, the lack of physical things, the things of this world. But these people possess so much more. 
They possessed the things of heaven, and they helped me to see this through the sharing of their joy-filled spirits, their broad smiles, their joyous songs, and their acceptance of me, the other, in their midst. I could speak very little Creole, which is their language, and they spoke very little English, but we were able to communicate through song and through our mutual love of God. We were in that place and time on common ground, one with each other through our Lord Jesus Christ. We were able to communicate through the thing that we could not see, but we all knew without a doubt was there among us. I am still truly humbled to this very day, and I am excited to be returning one day. As we move further into the season of Lent, what are some of the questions that you are wrestling with or wondering about that you can ask Jesus and then perhaps let go of? Maybe, just maybe, this might bring you into a closer relationship with God so that perhaps you too might be able to take a leap of faith and believe what you cannot see. Who knows? Maybe your Nicodemus kind of day just might turn into a Jesus kind of day.